Welcome to the Jesus and Food Podcast. We are Jonathan and Lindsay, and yes, it will be in that order. So these are some of the things that we truly value in life. Wait, Jonathan and, and Lindsay food. in that order? Um, oh, no, I'm talking about Jesus and food in that Oh, order. okay, yeah, okay. Because, you know, we might change Jonathan it. and Lindsay, that was just always uh, uh, alphabetical. Alphabetical, I, I okay. J-K-L, <laughs> yeah, that's how we yeah. went with that. Okay. So, okay, so this is... Um, so. First of all, we're new to the podcasting thing. Um, our day jobs is morning radio people on WBGL radio station, which we love. We've been doing that for what now? Seven? Is it seven years? Yeah, a little over. Mm-hmm. Wow. You feel good about that? It's fine. <laughs> all right. <laughs> got to do something. Yeah, um, I mean, you got to have a job. So, no, we, I'm just kidding. We, it's been great. We love, we love what we do. Absolutely. And we love the fact of getting to uh, now take it sort of into the digital space yes. and stuff like yeah. that. Um, there are some conversations that, for whatever reason, sometimes we don't feel great about sharing on the air. Maybe it's a little bit more of a private thing, or maybe it's maybe it's not like I, I like. Sometimes for me, it's okay. I'm struggling to even find like an angle t- to this conversation that isn't all that depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I try to be a little bit less depressing when I'm on the air. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so okay so there's something very timely going on in my life today <clears throat> and uh, it's april 1st and by the way let me just say this this is not an april fool's joke mm-hmm. but if it was it would be a very cruel april F- fool's joke um but i have a bill that's due today it's called um it's from a collections agency mm-hmm. do you know about collections agencies yes i do, yes, I do. okay so this is going to go back to October of 2019. I was, uh, I'm a big fan of doing fires. I have a fire pit in my backyard. And do you do those? Yeah. Yeah. Fire pit. Love it. Okay. So mine is not, is like not one that's built into the ground. It's like one of the ones that you buy at Walmart and it, you know, it's just basically a metal thing. You do yeah. your fire in it. Um, and then whatever. So I'd had a, a little fire in my fire pit in the backyard, just relaxing, kind of hanging out. And then after the fire went out, you know, it's done being a fire, and we leave it there and go to sleep, and everything's totally fine. And um, don't even think about it. So then the next day, um, it was pro- it was about exactly 24 hours after the fact that I'd had this fire, I was going to have another fire that night because I was just like, it's, you know, it's fall Mm -hmm. and October is just like the month of having a fire in your backyard, right? So I'm like, okay, so I got to clear out the ashes so I can have another fire tonight because I don't want to burn wood on top of the ashes, blah, blah, blah. So I dump the ashes and I go about my business and I take my son to um, soccer practice. Mm -hmm. And I'm at soccer practice. And I get a phone call from my wife who is in complete hysteria. And she says, you have to come home now. There is a fire at our house. Yeah. Yeah. That is not a very welcome telephone call to get. Now, she didn't say, you know, she was in shock. So she didn't say, you know, oh, well, it's in the backyard. It's nowhere near the house. Everything's fine. So the first message I got was, there's a fire at our house. Which you're thinking inside. Yeah. 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 And she's panicked. You need to come now. So long story short, I go home. I leave my son, who's eight years old at soccer practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I leave him there because he's with his coach and his buddies and there's, a, you know, 45 minutes left or whatever. Yeah. So I jet home and I get home to the backyard and it was where I had dumped those ashes. And um, 
it totally torched the backyard fence, which was a made of wood, and it's also my neighbor's fence. So he's the one that owns it. It's the fence that goes, you know, backyard into the neighbor's yard. Yes. So between the time that my wife called me in hysteria and the time I got home, my my other neighbor, which is uh, just, just to the east, um, he had come over running over with a garden hose and hooked into my water system and basically put the fire out. The, there was a, a pine tree that had caught on fire. Yeah. I would say probably about 16 feet section of the wood fence that was yeah. just totally burned down. But it could have could have been a lot more. I mean, if the fire had kept going, you know, that's a huge fence that goes hundreds of feet around the guy's house. That could have, right. and even goes close to his house. Like if he hadn't put that out. You know, the fire department had just gotten there and they said, hey, we don't have much to do here. Your neighbor saved the day. And, of course, it just had to be the neighbor that I don't get along with very much that saved the day. (laughs) Now you like him. So, okay, so all that happened. And I was angry for days. And all my friends were telling me, hey, look, it, it wasn't your fault. It was an accident. So what happened was I dumped the ashes in in the brush pile, which is near the fence and near that tree, and, you know, having, I mean, they were, now obviously they weren't still on fire. 24 hours had gone by. I hadn't doused it with water. It was total irresponsibility on my part. But I would not have guessed in a million years that those ashes would have ignited, you know. Well, and I told you that, too. I was like, who would have thought that after 24 hours, ashes could still ignite and not even ignite, but cause like this huge big fire to burn a fence and to burn a tree and all that. Right. So obviously, like, message number one, fire awareness, don't yep. do don't that. Do don't do it. Um, I know there's people listening to this podcast right now that are smarter than me and are thinking, yeah, yeah I wouldn't have never done that. <laughs> well, good. And guess right. what? I won't either ever again because I right. learned my lesson. So all that happened, I literally was just very, very angry at, at myself for days. It was very, it was a hard scenario for me because no matter how much people would say it was an accident, it wasn't your fault. I think what I was experiencing was shame because... Mm-hmm. It was the fact that whatever pride I had had been brought totally down to the ground, yeah. that my neighbor, who I don't really get along with that super well, it's not like we hate each other, but we're not like buddies, and we, yeah. you know, I feel like he avoids me, and so I feel like I have to avoid him. And he saved the and day. So, yeah, and he saved the day. So he's the hero in the scenario, which I would have rather, like, let the fire department be the hero, but no, it was him. Um, so that, I mean, I, I feel like that ruined my month at at that time. It was just like, you know, it was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't get past it. No matter what people kept saying, it's not your fault, whatever. So I have to, you know, rebuild the neighbor's fence. So I hired a contractor, it costs a couple of thousand bucks and it's fixed and the neighbor's happy and all this kind of stuff. I also, by the way, burnt their, um, grass. And so I think still like now that it's springtime, I may have to actually, yeah. Relandscape there. Yeah. Figure that. Yep. Figure that out. So there's all these expenses adding up. You got the emotional damage. You got the actual damage. Put the fence up. Blah blah blah. So then, I get a bill in the mail from AT and T. Oh no. And I'm like, well, AT and T, what's your problem now? Mm-hmm. I already paid the neighbor off. I already swallowed the pride of letting my other neighbor be the hero. Now AT and T wants five hundred fourteen dollars and forty eight cents. Oh, one of their lines, one of their the phone line. Yeah, so it says uh, subject line buried cable damage, and then it gives me a long reference number, Mm -hmm. and it says, "Hello, Jonathan. You it didn't say this, but essentially, you burned down your neighbor's fence, and in the process, you also burned um, 
burned our underground cable. Oh, and there's, no. There's like a couple of, um, I don't know, like posts that are there. One's like Comcast, one's AT&T. It's like for the whole neighborhood. Yeah. Which I've seen them there. I didn't even know if they were active or what. Somehow they're in my yard. Mm-hmm. And so they say, you owe us, because we came out and fixed this, you owe us $514.48. Now, that's on top of the couple of thousand that I already paid for the neighbor. So at this point, it's just like insult to injury. It's like, okay, like, it was an honest mistake. Do you really have to bill me $514 for this? Yeah. And so I called AT&T, and it resurrected all those, like, shameful, angry feelings. And I said, hey, guys. Um, I got your bill and I just was calling to let you know that I'm not going to pay it. Mm-hmm. And they were like, why? And I said, well, you know, first of all, I never told you guys that you could even have that property on my post. I mean, it's a place where several of the, the property lines come together. Not even a hundred percent for sure that it's on my property, mm-hmm. even though it probably is. I said, this, it just doesn't seem right that you're billing me for this. And so this is probably my like unchristian response or whatever. But I said, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to let you know, I'm not paying you. Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, well, we're going to have to send you to collections. I said, well, maybe maybe I'll pay, I'll pay you, you know, you want 514, I'll give you 150, mm-hmm. you know, just to see if they would see negotiate. If that would they, make they, them happy, yeah. Yeah. And they laughed at me. They were like, no, they literally, the person laughed at me on the phone. They were like, <laughs> no, we're not going to take 150. You know, they said the minimum we'll do is we'll, you can pay us $75 a month until it's paid off. Oh, wow. Okay. All $515. That's a lot of months. It is, but I could I could do that. But again, it's more about the principle. It's like you guys are being mean to me when I've already, you know, you should be so much nicer to me. I've been such a good customer for you guys. <laughs> right. You know, not a lot of empathy coming in that scenario. No. So I just said, okay, well, I'm not going to pay it. And they go, okay, fine. Goodbye. And oh, I was like, huh. and then they sent it. Right, because like they don't care. It's like, well, right. we're just going to send it to collections, and if you don't pay it with collections, you know, I'm not a person that is in a lot of credit card debt and stuff. But if if people that have debts understand the idea it, of yeah. being yeah. called and harassed, not and good. Like, the people from collections agencies are not nice people. It's their job to be mean to you and to shame you into paying your bill. Well, if anybody's listening to this podcast who is a collection. Agent. Get a new I'm, job I'm because sure. it's a terrible job well, to have. Was, you can't be a good person and have that. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I'm sure you're a nice person, but go on. Nope, you're not a nice person if you're a collection agency. Anyway, okay, so here's the deal. So then I just ignored it for a while. Every couple of weeks, they'll send you a letter. Hey, it's a collection agency. You got to pay this bill. You got to you know, you know, do this. It's not going to be good if you don't pay this bill. And a couple of times, you know, I called them up and I left a message and I was just like, I just, I'm not going to pay this. I mm-hmm. said, you know, it, it's, I'm not a hundred percent sure it's on my property. Even on the, um, on the bill that they send it to that lists an address that isn't even mine. It's like a oh, couple doors really? down or whatever. Yeah. So I said, I'm not going to pay a bill that like, it's not in my, yeah. it's not my right address. I'm not a hundred percent sure. It's just, it seems unreasonable. You know, it probably is lawful, but whatever. I'm not, <laughs> just not going to do it. And uh, all the while I know that like, I'm probably not doing the right thing. Yeah. It's going to escalate, whatever. So finally, they send me a final bill. I have it right here. If I may read it, it says, To whom it may concern, this correspondence should be considered a final demand for payment on behalf of our client, which is AT&T. Mm-hmm. A total amount of $514 is due for immediate payment 
Mm-hmm. Your one-time payment of $514 must be received in our office no later than 12 noon on April 1st, 2020, which is today. Today. At noon. Okay. For the amount $514.48. And then they said, and, and then this is the threatening line, failure to meet the terms of the above stated demand will result in an immediate request to our client to authorize litigation. Ooh, court. You don't like litigation. No. And then it says, please note, should our client litigate this matter, which means if they decide to take you to court, they might pursue additional amounts, including but not limited to loss of use, statutory penalties, attorney fees, and court fees. Oh, no. So here's our address. Here's our website. Here's your debt number. Mm-hmm. You better pay this by noon today, buddy, mm-hmm. or you're in big trouble. And, you you know, you hear about this, like, where your $500 debt becomes 15000 yeah. because right. you've done something terrible. So now I've said a whole lot of things for about 13 minutes, and this is just where I ask Lindsay what she would do. Oh, seriously? I thought you were just going to, like, leave it as is. I didn't know you cared. Like, you want to well, know what I would do? Deep down, I really do care. I'm a little nervous about... Um, you know, like at this point, we don't buy things. Our family has chosen a route where we just, we, you know, it's not like I'm terribly concerned about my credit score and all this kind of stuff. Not super wise, but so it's it's that I don't want to pay it. It makes me mad, um, but I know I probably legally do owe the amount. And if you're the collections agency, please um, know that I was just kidding when I just said that. Um, I probably legally do owe this. But it still makes me mad, and it's it's not even that I don't have the money. I have the money. I can pay it. It's not a big deal. But it feels like, I don't know, if it feels like I'm losing maybe. You're or losing. Yeah, okay. Like the bad guys win somehow, the mean collection agent on the phone. <laughs> so, okay, okay here's so, the yeah. thing. Here's the thing. First of all, very sorry all of this happened. I still believe it was a straight-up accident, and, you know, you learned your lesson, blah, blah, blah. Um, secondly is I think what you're feeling again is shame Shame. and it's more emotional slash, you know, your soul, your spirit, and you're feeling this cold collection thing is yet another, uh, shameful thing. And that's what you're feeling. But here's the deal. Um, you could just be done with it. It's my opinion is to be done with it and not have it hanging over your head. And just, you know, that whole grit your teeth, grin and bear it, however you want to say it, uh, pay it, pay it today, be done and get them off your back. So you'd pay $514 to these pirates. (laughs) I would. I would. So here's the thing that makes me even uh, not mad, but this is the sad part. So I'm thinking about that's $514 that would have gone to... Let's just say, you know, I don't know, weekend fun activities with my family. Yeah. So it's not like I know. I'm going to, I was getting ready to go eat $100 steaks, which I referenced on a previous podcast, and then I just get five less $100 steaks. Yeah. It's like, it's it's the fact that because this happened, and I think it's not even that I'm blaming the, um, the collection agency or AT&T, because again, honestly, they probably are just doing what's right. Right. And I'm being one of the bad guys by not paying. Right. But it's like, okay, so I did create the fire. It was an accident. But by doing so, I already took two grand out of my pocket to fix the neighbor's fence. Mm-hmm. I are, and probably going to have to pay more for um, for uh, the, the, the landscaping the and stuff. Yeah. And here's another 500 bucks that my family is going to have to 
you know, not have. Yeah. Because again, because I set the fire and have to pay these mean collection people. And Lindsay's just telling me to pay the bill. Here's the thing, though. I don't, John, I don't want you to have to pay, you know, I don't know, 3000 10000 I mean, who knows? These people aren't messing around. And so you got you just might want to pay the 500 so that you don't have to pay more and get them off your back. You don't want that over your head. You know, my favorite line in this mean letter that I got from this uh, JNR adjustment company. Yeah. It said, my favorite line is right in the middle. It said, please note, should our client litigate this matter? Yeah. So then I'm thinking, oh, maybe they won't litigate it. Maybe they'll, it'll come across <laughs> their desk. And, and it, oh, $514? Yeah. That's not even worth the time of day for us to go to court. Might, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Let's just write it off and forget about it. They might be sick of dealing with you. However, I do watch a lot of Judge Judy, and you might end up on there. Oh. Which I could, I mean, I could, I could, I could watch that episode. I'd be entertained. I can think of other television episodes that I would rather have this appear on, like, for example, like UFC. Oh, I'm my thinking, gosh. So I'm thinking like, okay, so I forget the guy's name, but the guy that I talked to on the phone, which I kept telling him my excuses for why I wasn't going to pay it, and he kept saying, man, that doesn't make any sense. What you're saying doesn't make any sense. Okay, so you're going to wrestle him. Yeah, so I, okay, so let's not go ultimate fighting because that's very violent. Let's go that's, WWE yeah. wrestling where at least okay. I can like deliver a macho man Randy Savage like flying elbow off the top rope. I wouldn't feel that bad about that, but I probably should. I feel like Judge Judy is just as intense as whatever your wrestling stuff is. <laughs> okay, so okay, here so Lindsay's telling me pay cuz Lindsay does serve as my conscience sometimes. So, you're saying before noon today, just go into my bank account, process a $514 payment to these crooks. And then, so let's say I pay it, and then, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll feel great relief. Maybe I'll feel even more angry. So what should I schedule for immediately after if I were to pay this bill today? Fried chicken. Fried chicken. You're going you're gonna to celebrate. You're going to turn this into a moment. You're going to say, I'm settling this. I'm going to just go ahead, and I'm going to just do it, and I'm going to pay it, and I'm going to get them off my back, and then after, I'm going to celebrate the fact that hopefully, oh my goodness, cross our fingers, that this is actually over, finally, and you're going to go through like a drive-through and make sure you sanitize your hands and everything, and you're going to get some fried chicken meal with... I don't know, sweet tea or something, whatever you like to drink, and just go sit in a park and come to terms with what you've done and the fact that it's over and enjoy your chicken. Mm. I was going to ask you, given coronavirus times, where would you get fried chicken if that were your mission? Would <laughs> you have store, a recommended maybe. place? Grocery you could store. do a grocery store or you live by that nice fancy uh, harvest market. Yes. They have fried chicken. And um, I don't know, that's probably what I'd do. It just, I would just count this as a loss and I would, uh, I was going to say I would burn the letter that they gave you um, from the collections. Like I would burn it, but I really don't, I don't think you should burn anything for a little while. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll twist the knife just a little bit. So, um, okay. Two things I want to say before we end this today. Number one, the, 
the whole conviction that I have in my heart that I know I did this, th- this was my bill to pay. You did, as yeah. As angry as it makes me, I, yeah. I know that it's my bill to pay. The reason I know that is because I feel like that is something that's related to the deep seat, deep-seated relationship with God that I have and whatever I've read in the Bible throughout my lifetime or prayers that I've prayed, church services that I've attended and, and listened and said you know, to God, like, what do you want me to do in this situation? Which, by the way, I don't think I've prayed once about this. Hmm. But um, the conviction that I have that I know that that's the right thing to do and then the other side of me that doesn't want to do it. Yeah. But the conviction that's there, I really do believe comes from a relationship with God that lasts for decades. And because, you know, you do hear from people who, like this, would just go fly off the handle and just be totally convinced that, you know, it's it's not something that they're going to own. Yeah. And it's it's just a little bit... I don't take any... I don't take any credit for that because that's totally just something that God initiates. Um, so, obviously, just that's... You know, you can take that for what it's worth. The other thing would say, it just helps me to have compassion for people that for whatever reason, whether it's choices they've made or medical problems they've incurred, where they have to deal with this idea of being harassed by, you know, creditors. If, if mm-hmm. you get phone calls and letters and that's just like a regular part of your week, it helps me have so much compassion for people who, for whatever reason, like that's their reality, you know? Yeah, I feel like I've kind of felt that lately in my life too, like stuff that's going on in my life. Um it, everything you go through in life, your experiences, the bad stuff, it gives you compassion for people who are doing the same thing. It helps you really empathize and really understand. And so, I mean, if there's one good thing, I guess it's that. I'm sorry all the other things aren't good, but are you going to pay it? Or do we have to like, pay it. you're going to pay it? And are you going to be happy about it or mad? <laughs> I honestly, at this point, I just need an excuse to eat fried chicken. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yep. Okay. So okay. can we be done with this podcast now? Let's, let's be please, done. Um, please subscribe to this. We want to say thanks. A lot of people have subscribed <clears throat> to the Jesus and Food podcast. And um, and we would just love it if you would, you know, keep listening, share it. Because uh, sometimes, like, this is a conversation that was not at all on the radio. Yeah. Barely even alluded to on the radio. And see, at least, I don't know if anybody else benefited from it, but I'm putting my hand in the air. Uh, I feel better as the fact that we've gone through this together. 